Hello and welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Boner. I started this podcast over a year ago, uh, but the idea came to me about two years ago when I was going through some major anxiety and depression, and I was searching for a community, a sense of belonging, and after seeking for a while, I decided I was going to create that community myself. I started posting on social media with long captions and just really trying to convey the message that it's okay to be vulnerable and that we're all going through something at some level. And I got a great response by it. And so I knew I needed to take it to the next level. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. I am so excited for today's episode because it is really near and dear to my heart. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while and it took a while to get someone to do it. So I'm excited that he was willing to. And today we have my partner Jack on the podcast. And I asked Instagram people if they wanted him on and it was a roaring yes. So I'm really excited to share a little bit more about our story, how we met, and then also just some honest conversations around our day-to-days and people ask great questions around communication and difficult conversations and if we have, you know, when we have issues and, you know, everyone has issues. It's relationships are hard and it's important that we're honest about that and share our experience because we're not perfect, but I'm sure a lot of people can relate and My favorite thing about Jack is just at the end of the day, I always know that he loves me and I love him and he respects me more than anyone. And it's just really, really comforting to know that. So I hope this is a fun episode for people to listen to. Maybe I hope it helps on your journey um, to find love or, you know, as you're thinking, you're looking at relationships on social media and thinking, Oh my God, they're so perfect. It's like, we're not all perfect. None of us are. And it's okay to have, you know, you're going to have difficult conversations because you're two separate human beings. And so it's, it's just really cool to be able to be honest about that and open. And he was so great on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to listen. Um, if you like this episode, share it with a friend send it via text message, write a written review on Apple Podcasts. That's how we grow and I'd really appreciate it. And then also follow along at It's Hard Podcast on social media. Visit our new website, www.itshardpodcast.com. And there's also Patreon on there. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it's an opportunity for podcasters and other content creators to gain support from their communities um, so that we can keep going and doing this because a lot of this or all of this is done for free. So if you feel called to support, it's hard in that regard. Um, I'm trying to do community building over there. So feel free to check that out and see if it fits your fancy. I'm so grateful that you're here. If you're new here, welcome. This is an episode to jump in and just, you know, have a peek into my life and my life with Jack. And there's a bunch of other episodes that are other people's stories, and those are great as well. So, so happy you're here. I hope you have a great rest of your week and you enjoy this episode. Here is myself and my partner, Jack. You guys, 
you have to hear about my sound guy. I am so, so, so excited to share him with you and allow you guys to reach out to him if you have any sound needs right now. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I have a new intro song this season. It sounds so good. And it was like customly created by him and I. He did all the hard work, but I was able to, you know, tell him things that I liked and didn't like. And we really curated it to be perfect for what I was looking for. And he did such a great job with it. He also edits all of my episodes, which if you think about how long my episodes are, he puts in so much work for me. And it is something I'm so, so, so grateful for. If you are in need of any sort of sound production, mixing, anything to do with that audio editing, anything with sound, if you're starting your own podcast or you just want another cool person to collaborate with or listen to, his Instagram is at saytheiraudio. And if you're interested in anything, please send him an email at saytheiraudio at gmail.com. We've actually been friends since seventh grade, so he's been in my life for a long time. And when he started this audio business, um, I was starting my podcast and it was just a perfect opportunity for both of us to work together. And he has been fantastic. I could not ask for anything else. So couldn't recommend him enough. Again, at Sather Audio on Instagram and SatherAudio at gmail.com for any of your sound needs. But we're here now. And what was the big thing kind of towards the end that just the mic volume wasn't turned up enough? (laughs) (laughs) You forgot to say that. (laughs) So who was right? No one. I don't think no one was right. You said the mic volume, though, was not turned up. And I I didn't listen to you. I said that late. (laughs) We'd struggled already for a long time. Oh, my God. Okay. Here we are, though. How are you? Good. Are you excited for this? This has been a long time in the making, I feel like, to have you on the pod. Yeah, it's kind of frightening. Why? Why? Because mm-hmm. you're much better than me. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're so good. Well, I've done this like 35 times. I know. It's awesome. But you're still good, too. You got a great voice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I also like stutter sometimes, too. So That's like. Okay. There might be some inaudible words or phrases, maybe, yeah. Just use, like, all those big words that you use. Just, those will cover it up. Nope, I am absolutely not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited. Jack's on the pod today, and we had some questions that were submitted on Instagram, and we're going to go through those, um... But I feel like it would be kind of fun to start by telling our story of how we met. And from, I think it would be fun if we did like each other's perspective of what it was like when we met. How do do we meet? (laughs) You're so funny. Because, yeah, I, I don't know that a lot of people even know how we met. Because we've been in quarantine for a year. <laughs> Goodness. So, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I can. I can kick us off. We, well, so from a, your point of view, so I have to pretend I'm you. No, <laughs> no, this is from your point of view. Well, I thought like I had to be like, <laughs> I went to Arizona. I drove down. No, nope, we're All not. Act, we're in. not acting here. Honey. Oh, we're not acting. Okay, this is an improv class. <laughs> okay, I was gonna pretend to do it, but. For me, 
I was living in Atlanta working for Insight Global at corporate. Uh, and my brother, Will, was pursuing professional golf. And he was in Arizona. So I was like, I mean, I want to go to Arizona for New Year's. And I haven't seen him. And I went. And he lived with some golfers, other golfers. And Will already knew because he, he went to NDSU, Jack Elliott. Mm -hmm. And Jack Elliott is one of Paige's great friends and family friends. Uh, and he had decided to invite Paige over because Paige was staying with her parents. Her friends had left by then. Or no, their parents were still, her friends were still there. No, they were about to come. They were coming the next day. Ah, uh, there we go. That's the right one. Uh, <laughs> this is why I didn't want to do a story because I'm like, I'm definitely going to mess up on the details. Well, you that. don't need the details. That's okay. But Jack was kind enough to ask Paige if she wanted to go out with us. And she came over to a little shindig at Will's place with everybody. First of all, she came in with uh, tequila. <laughs> she proceeded not to drink any of the tequila <laughs> and le left the bottle there. <laughs> so and it wasn't, wait, it wasn't just like a small bottle of tequila, though. It was like a Kirkland, like Costco. Huge bottle. Huge, massive Huge bottle. bottle. <laughs> but... Maybe she did it on purpose because I ended up bringing it back to her. Yeah. So that was a nice move on her part. Uh, but she came in. Uh, first of all, she she dressed conservative. You dress conservative in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's just, I, I think that's a good thing. I think to clarify, it was New Year's Eve and I was, and it was Arizona. <laughs> we were like going to like, well, we were going to like a bar. We weren't going to like a club. She was dressed like a nun. It was crazy. <laughs> no, I was wearing jeans and a sweater and sneakers in Arizona on New Year's. If that tells you anything. Where I'm getting at is <laughs> she came in and it wasn't about her, like her looks. Obviously, she's beautiful. She's very, very beautiful. But it was about her energy interactions with other people. She came in hot, like wanting to talk to people, wanting to meet people, wanting to learn things, ask questions, which was amazing. Uh, and we, we got to, I mean, we didn't interact right away, but soon enough we ended up down at a table together. I had a drink and she was just firing off questions, <laughs> firing them off, talking about her podcast. It was in its early ages then. And she was, the questions were so intentional that I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> uh, and then we ended up having a great conversation. And then she proceeded to pick me for uh, Flip Cup. Yeah. Uh, and she was the best captain possible. She encouraged everyone. She was really into, like, yes, high fives, cheering positive words and stuff. And then we were just vibing. Body language and everything from there. And was a great first experience and i just went on like crazy do you have anything to add <laughs> no that was good i i feel like i remember it i mean now we've like talked through it as far as remembering how it went but it was just so random like we didn't know each other at all and you were from living in atlanta i was living in minnesota the fact that we like ended up there at the same time was just so weird and i agree where it was like it wasn't I mean, I went into the night just wanting to like, you know, have fun and be around people my age and, you know, have a good night. Never thought I would meet you at all. 
<clears throat> and then it just happened. I feel like that was like you said, it was like the biggest thing about it was just more about how we connected with each other rather than like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Like, I mean, of course you are. But like I wasn't sitting there thinking that I was like, oh, my gosh, we have such good conversations. And I vividly remember you saying to me when we were sitting at that table, we, mind you, we were like yelling across this table because we were, weren't we like far away from each other, I feel like. And then there was like loud music going we're not, on. We're not quiet either. No, no, we're not quiet. <laughs> Our family and friends will tell us that we are definitely not a quiet pair. <laughs> Side note, I, Paige always tells me I'm too loud and I need to stop yelling. And I got her last week. <laughs> oh my goodness. She just spent the day in the office and she had her office voice on and I was like, Paige, I'm going to relish in this for a second. You are speaking too loud. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> so funny. <sighs> but yeah, so we were sitting across from each other and we were like yelling. But then you said to me, you're like, you just like stopped and you're like, you asked such good questions. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, that's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me. Because it is usually, I feel like when it comes to like meeting people and relationships and stuff it's always about looks I feel like or not always but more often than not like when you're meeting people you know that you're attracted to that's the first thing that people notice and I felt like with us that wasn't necessarily the first thing we noticed with each other it was more about like our interaction well to clarify you said I was looking hot thank you <laughs> that was nice but uh I definitely had that fresh fade going on that haircut I had a fresh fade with a very spotty beard that was super long <laughs> and I was sporting a lumberjack look in uh which you Arizona. still wear to this day all the time flannels are a go-to I think you were wearing the sweatshirt you're wearing right now actually I am I was <laughs> <laughs> to clarify though I think uh People are allowed to wear exactly what they want to wear, too. And if they want to look sexy and they want to show off their body, too. Cool I agree. That. That's not one of the lessons here. I think just the lessons was how we connected. Yeah. Or in, like, to your point on what you just said, it's it's more about, like, comfortability and wearing what you want to wear. Like, that was what I wanted to wear, and that's totally fine. And there's other people who want to wear other things, and that's totally fine. Like sticking more true to who you are rather than trying to fit into a mold of something else that you believe you should be absolutely just own yourself be happy can you put the mic closer to your face yeah what's going on well just pull it down it's on a lever for a reason oh my gosh i'm not doing it right already <sighs> but i agree i think that was what was cool about it and then from there what ended up happening was this is the part Jack always messes up, so I'll just take it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> but my friends came into town, and then we had tried... Well, no, we had tried to go on a date the next day, and we were really hungover because we were out of the bars really late. She's being nice. My brother was, was like, you're not gonna go start swooning over this girl you just met in arizona are you i was like we get along so well we was like stop being an idiot you're like live in atlanta so shout out to will because look where we are now sucker yeah, take it. <laughs> we love you will um but yeah will was not having it which is kind of funny to look back on now because we proved him wrong and now we're the best of friends but Hopefully he goes on the date night podcast next week or two weeks. Let's hope so. Yeah. Shout Let's out them. Shout out the date night podcast by Back Pocket Podcast. Yeah. They got some cool stuff. I like their media. I do too. Um, 
Yeah. So then we tried to go on a date. Didn't work. So then the following Saturday, we ended up hanging out. You guys came over to my parents' rental house or whatever. We all went out together. And I feel like that's when we like really hit it off. Because, oh, well, our first kiss was on New Year's Eve. <laughs> that's a funny story. <laughs> uh, so there was a sandbar. It's got still. We were out on the outside area there. And we were just kind of talking, chilling, getting to know each other. And uh, this couple comes up to us, these two ladies, and they're like, oh, my God, you two are so beautiful. You should just kiss. And we'll take a picture of it. And they did. And we kissed. And it was amazing. And I want that picture. I even posted a TikTok trying to ask to get that picture. But yeah. I think it's going to be a, I hope it is discovered someday. I hope so, too. Because we have no idea where those ladies went or who they were. <laughs> no clue. But <laughs> They took a photo of us. <laughs> they were like a fire accelerant. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they really, they, they struck a, they struck a chord. They're the reason we're here. <laughs> Shout out to those ladies at the sandbar at 1am, 2am actually probably at that point. Um, so yeah, so then we, we went out together that next Saturday. You met my friends, which was awesome. And I feel like we really hit it off. Shout out Del, Annie and Anna. Yep. Had a fun time. You and Anna bought jewels together. Oh, gosh. He just had to expose me for the yeah. nicotine addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the best. We all have vices. Yes. <laughs> we do. But, no, you're you're not addicted. You just had a little habit. Yeah. But, anyways, um, we... That was good. And then the next morning, you literally flew back to Atlanta. Sounds about right. And then... We just FaceTimed every day. Yeah. So when I came over the second time, Paige was actually the one making the moves. So she came up close to me. She thought that I was putting the moves on her, but she was quite refreshing, actually. She was she was, she was welcoming. She was super nice. I think she put her hand on my leg, which was super awesome. Uh, and then the months afterwards, I was like more kind of like let's be realistic here now yeah like i was in Atlanta and i was like i mean i don't really see myself moving right now and Paige wouldn't stop facetiming me <laughs> <laughs> really is that how it was no we both enjoyed each other's conversations i guess she would definitely she was giving more to it than i was mm -hmm. um and i do really appreciate that now because we're going on over a year super strong and I feel very strong with ourselves uh and you are my person so that's awesome uh but yeah I mean I wasn't you felt like there was something there and you really believed in it and you mm -hmm. pushed for it and I'm really, I did really happy you did yeah and I think that's what's so interesting and like I've talked about this before and not that we're perfect by any means no. but I think it is you know a lot of times women you know can get so in their heads about oh i don't want to like put myself out there too much like kind of show all my cards things like that like we sometimes feel like men have to chase us and i don't know what overcame me but i was just like i really like this guy and i i don't want to do life without him like that was literally my thought process and you were pulling away a little bit 
oh no, probably two weeks, three weeks into FaceTiming every day. And I could feel it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I finally, I think I just asked you straight out, like, you know, what are you thinking? Where is this going? Like, what are your thoughts? And you were pretty honest, like you said, about, I don't know if I'm going to ever move back or at least not for a while. And this long distance thing, I've done it before. It's hard. I had done it before and it was hard. Like, it was just kind of us or you getting for sure in your head about it. And then I just kind of pushed harder and I was like, well, I think I said too, like, I don't want to do this if you're not 100% in, but also, yeah, things are hard, but if it's worth it, it's worth it. It's hard. It's hard. Hey, plug. But yeah, I think it's okay too for either. It doesn't matter. I mean, whoever, you know, your partner is, whatever that looks like, like you got to follow your intuition no matter who you are is like, if this feels right to you and that person is just, you know, not being mean, like you weren't being mean, you were just pulling away, like kind of protecting yourself in a way and feeling like you were trying to protect both of us. And I was like, this is bullshit. But I was more like, who's this younger lady who's just won't leave me alone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're thinking? (laughs) This crazy Minnesota girl. No. She's locked Uh, up. Yeah. Like I said, too, it's like you were able to see that there was large potential there with between us two and you do have a knack for seeing things that are pretty incredible and special and seeing potential so i'm happy you did uh and i will definitely continue to trust your judgment in the future uh i'm happy or where we are i agree yeah but of course you know you put in work too like it's not just give it all me yeah i did fly back yeah. Yep. And that's when we officially started dating was when you flew back from Atlanta. Yeah, for Valentine's weekend. So she's like, "Hey, do you do you want to come hang out and see like in person see if this is like a, like this is the test. We kind of called it a test. Like, let's hang out in person. It's been a while. Like, this is going to be like if we decide to do it or not kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I'm I mean, I've been single or like for a little bit and I'm just, I'm not really familiar with like holidays and stuff. And she's like, why don't you come back? And I did. I was not doing this intentionally. Oh my gosh. Sure. You still to this day are convinced I was doing it intentionally. I do not even celebrate Valentine's I was like, choose a, choose a, choose a weekend, choose a weekend and we'll make it work. She's like, happens to pick Valentine's day weekend. <laughs> Valentine's day. I know. There, there you go. Those are my pronunciation issues. <laughs> Valentine's Day, but she decides to choose that one. Oh, nice. And I didn't even notice it until after I committed. I didn't do it intentionally. You're so full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so funny. But yeah, we had been FaceTime talking for like, what, a month and a half by that point. And you came and stayed in my apartment. I think we need to mention, too, that you're from Minnesota. We didn't really touch on that because it made it seem like you're not from Minnesota. For people who don't know, Jack is from Minnesota, which is really weird. So his family lives here. What are you talking about? I'm a Southern gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was more laugh than I was going to get. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Um, yeah, so Jack's from Minnesota. So he came and stayed. And then it was like he was on the fence. He's like, I don't know if I like will have you meet my family. We for sure weren't going to meet my family. Oh, and then all of a sudden he's like, 
you know, actually, let's, you know, it was like after the first day or whatever. You're like, yeah, let's let's go to my parents' house on Saturday night. And I was like, or Friday night. I was like, sure. Okay. <laughs> Get there. It's literally his entire family. Like, we pick up Van from the airport. Had never met Van, his brother. Pick up Van in the bug from the airport. You're I was like, going to be like, you better you mention better it was a bug. tell this story. So I would drive a Volkswagen bug and... I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we can pick up your brother. This is the only car we have because Jack flew in. Jack is 6'3". I always say you're taller than you are. 6'2 and a half. Okay, I've said he's 6'5 in the past. I guess that was wrong. So yes. I, I overhyped him and his roommates and brothers have... <laughs> I got berated. I got berated. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jack's 6'2", but still a very large man. And um, he's like, yeah, let's pick up my brother Van. I was like, okay, that's fine. Oh, God. The bug is tiny. Van is 6'8". Six, 6'8". Eight. Six, eight. And I'm like, okay, sure. So Jack is horizontal in the back seat. Van is like crouched in the front. <laughs> to this day, Van hates that car. He's like, I will not ever drive in that car. Unless the top's down because he can actually fit in it. Van is a very funny, blunt individual. Uh, great personality. And... He did not enjoy that. I know, but we bonded really quickly. Yeah, you guys got along really well. Yeah. Probably because you're closer in age. That's true. We are closer in age. I'm a cradle robber. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were 30 when I met you. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, But yeah, so then I went, so then picked up his brother from the airport, got to his house, and it was like his parents. First of all, you made it seem like your mom was so scary, and she's the nicest person ever. And then... All of a sudden, like 16 of your closest friends show up. So I met like cousins, parents, friends, family. It was like insanity. It was like everybody but Will was there because Will was in Arizona. But it was crazy. Yeah, she did terrible too. She just flopped. (laughs) No, she was, she even, she somehow had a positive glow about her the whole time. And she was able to have a bunch of intentional uh, personal conversations. I don't know how someone does that at a party and not be annoying because like there's always that one person that like takes one one person every mm-hmm. 15 minutes and like puts them in a corner and stuff. But you were able to be in the thick of it and also have intentional conversations. So which was extremely skilled. Uh, you impressed everyone there, especially Mr. Josh Abel, the one and only. Love him. Yeah, he was really enjoyed enjoyed your guys' conversation. Uh, it was quite the test. I think you had probably more of a test than I did. With family? Yeah. When we came back, because basically we said this is a make or break it. Yeah. Because it was like that Friday night. And then the next day you met my friends because I was living at school. And then that was when we started dating. Yeah. Sunday Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. 16th, February. Mm-hmm. So then Jack went back to Atlanta, FaceTime long distance for about two and a half months again. We had a long distance relationship in the beginning of our relationship. And then you moved back to Minnesota Thank God in for March. FaceTime. Yes, seriously. FaceTime has saved so many relationships. I long agree. Distance. I agree. And I'm grateful for our long distance period. Like it was hard and it sucked. And I know a lot of people have gone through even longer periods of long distance. And, you know, that was challenging. But I felt so like thankful and grateful that we did go through that because I think it made us really strong in the end and just our relationship was so intentional and slow. Like it was, it was really slow moving, which I liked too. So yeah, it matured well. Uh, and then 
I mean, if you FaceTime so much too, it's, you have to be creative with your questions. You have to be creative with your language, creative with your communication. Uh, and we, we kept thinking outside of the box too, with either telling stories or making lists for questions. Paige was so good at making questions. Jack's so good at um, telling stories though. Like literally if I can't sleep, Jack will tell me like a bedtime story he makes up on like the spot. I'm like, it's crazy. And it makes me fall asleep every time. All right, party people, got to tell you about a new foundation that is very close to my heart. And no, I do not mean makeup foundation. I know that it sounded like that, but that's not what I mean. I want to tell you about something that my mom started in honor of my nephew. For those of you who don't know, my nephew is Henry and he was born in November and he has what's called HLHS. So hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which is a congenital heart disease. He has has had to have two surgeries already and he is only two and a half months old. Um, And he also is going to be having another surgery in March. So my little nephew is super resilient and my mom is so fantastic and creative. She started a little thing called Hearts for Henry and this is homemade baby goods for a good cause. So the idea is to raise money and awareness of congenital heart disease and the proceeds help families of children with CHD. So All proceeds are going towards um, families who have a child with congenital heart disease because obviously with congenital heart disease and the amount of surgeries, hospital visits, um, having a cardiologist, it's a very expensive thing and can be very straining on families. And so we want to help support families like ours who are going through something very similar. So what my mom created is a lot of different things, but it started with these little warmies and they are um, shaped like a heart and they're filled with rice and lavender. So you heat them up in the microwave and then you attach it to a pacifier and it's just supposed to be something that the the child can have on their chest as, you know, just like a warmie while they're, they're sitting and chilling. And they're obviously shaped like a heart, which is cute. They also have them come in um, little like chewy toys as well like um, for teething and stuff so you can either get one with a pacifier or one of those little toys and then she's also creating hats and shirts and onesies and sweatshirts all the goods so if you would like to support congenital heart disease um, please, please, please head over to Instagram at hearts underscore four, the, the number four underscore Henry. And I will link this in the bio below as well. But there's an Etsy shop on there. And then you can just follow along on Instagram. My mom posts photos of my little nephew. So cute. And just other people showing their support and love for Hearts for Henry and congenital heart disease. And we are so grateful for everyone's support and love through that. But if that's something that you feel called to do, please head over to Instagram and do that. And also let us know if you go and order one or if you follow along, um, please message and, and say that I sent you over there. My mom would love to see that. So thank you guys. Hearts underscore for Henry on Instagram. You always were like, what would you do? You would ask me like the weirdest questions. And I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) It was so insane. I don't know how you thought of it. Or you like visualize an entire movie in your brain. Like you make up an entire movie. You're like, this is what I was thinking of today. What do you think of this movie idea? (laughs) Oh yeah, I did do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
That's so good. Yeah, it was an interesting time towards the end there in Atlanta. And I did have a lot of alone time. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of internal processing. Paige just said it the other day too, is I'm an internal processor. She's an external processor. Mm-hmm. So we both have to respect each other and be patient with each other because we do it differently and we don't understand that as well. Mm-hmm. But I was doing a lot of internal processing at that time. Yeah. And then we made it work. We did. You moved home, thank God. And here we are. Yeah, but that wasn't an easy start to that too. I mean, we don't need to get into it, but I came back and I didn't have a job and I didn't have a job for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did become kind of a POS for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and she stuck by me and was really respectful and encouraging. So appreciate you for that You too. are not a POS. You're just... It was a hard time. You moved back literally the day that we like went into lockdown. Yeah. You got to be have grace for yourself. That's insane. That was tough. Yeah. He was in Florida and uh, and all of a sudden his family and I were like, you need to come back because we're going to go into lockdown. We thought they were going to lock down like states and stuff. We thought you weren't going to be able to drive home. I know. Because it was going to be that crazy. It felt like a war zone almost. Uh-huh. It was like the apocalypse. And you and Van drove like 24 hours straight, which I don't even want to relive that. And that was insane. And then the next day we were in lockdown and you had just quit your job. Like it was just, it was poor timing, but it was okay because we made it out. Yeah, now we're here. Now we're here. Questions. You ready? No. There's so many. Hopefully we're going to be able to get through these. <sighs> I'm worried. Okay. You ready for the first one? No. Well, you better get ready. Um, okay. How do you communicate when you have day-to-day issues? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I am an internal processor, like we talked about. And uh, like sometimes I'll just like be like, just let it go. Like, just let it go. Be patient. And then I won't speak how I feel for like three or four or five times in a row. Uh, and this was a really big issue in the beginning because I would bottle up. And then I would say something to Paige and like, it's, it wouldn't be like just like a small thing. It would be like a bigger thing and it would be very critical and it just made her feel like she wasn't good enough or I was being, just being just an anal and I still do it. I've gotten better at it, mm-hmm. but we're working on that. Yeah. Which I think so many people work on cause you have different communication styles and you have to figure out like I'm, I'm very, um, frank. I also react really quickly. Like if there's something that's bugging me, like I just say it right away and I don't think before I speak a lot of times and that causes issues. So that's where Jack and I are like completely opposite. Jack likes to like process and think through things before he says them. And I just like spat things right away. And so like I have to work on like pausing and like taking a breath before I say things, which is so hard for me, like seriously so hard for me. And then you sometimes just have to like kind of say something rather than think through it and then say it. Yeah. And sometimes I'll like say like nagging questions or something like that to just set off Paige and, and because she's not used to that. She wants to be told like she does things differently. Yeah. But you've gotten so much better. I feel like you used to do that. Like ask me questions that kind of were beating around the bush. And I was like, can you just be straight with me? Like, come on. And yeah, now you've gotten guilty. so much better. 
But the reason that you did that was because you were just trying to be nice. Like you felt like if you were straight with me, like I would get upset or something. And that just wasn't the case. I think the way that we, I mean, this is, you know, we're not perfect at communicating day-to-day issues. There's no no chance we're perfect at that. No. The saving grace though, and something we've always said we're really good at is that we can get over stuff really quickly. So like if we have an issue, Typically, we can like laugh it off pretty quickly, move on and like work through it because we do have like an immense amount of respect for each other. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I like when people say like, don't sleep on a problem and stuff like that. Like ultimately, I don't think you can squash every problem in every moment. Mm-hmm. I found that out lately where like, like with Paige, like if something's going on or someone's not right, like, like I, like I want to be like, okay, let's just keep talking about it until we come to a resolution. Sometimes actually we can't though. Yeah. Where you just need to sleep on it or it's just like, I'm still hurt right now and I just feel really confused and I can't process right now. And you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able, we're going to get to something here. No. So we're learning that too, even. Cause that like, sometimes it's not about us and that it's not, we need to fix something. It's just more of like an internal, like the other day, that was my internal shit that I was trying to deal with. And it was just like, we weren't going to be able to come to a conclusion together. Like I had to process it my own. Which is tough too. Cause yeah. I want to be like, I want to get, I want to end it this on, <laughs> on a good note. I want to be smiling and happy. Look at you. I want to be, yeah. but we're finding that that's not always the case either. Yeah. Which I think is what a lot of people realize that, you know, you're, yes, you're partners and like that's a, it's a partnership, but you still have your own shit too. And you got to process through that and you can't, did you hear something? No, the light just randomly turned on in the bathroom. Oh, the ghosts are here. <laughs> she keeps scaring me now. I scared him so bad this morning. Yeah, gosh. Um, okay, next question is, how do you make each other feel valued? I think it's like intentional words. Like it's either like me remembering that you've done an interview and asking how it went, mm-hmm. how it went, like stuff like that. Or... Uh, I'm starting to feel a little bit more like we are actually doing the love languages. Love language, yeah. But like, what's the the charitable acts? Is that one? What? Uh, where like where you do something for someone else? Oh, acts of service. Terrible acts. Charitable acts. <laughs> I thought you said terrible. I was like, what? That doesn't sound fun. Wait, what's the word again? <laughs> Acts of service, honey. I think acts of service are becoming more part of our our life. Yeah. Like we eventually want to move in together and I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And like if she, like I'll I'll, I'll do a, um her Chris what word, I'm missing the word on this too. Her make No, it's English muffin. English muffin. Like I'll put I'll do protein on it. Oh my gosh, protein. <laughs> Almond butter with raspberries and like she'll make me coffee sometimes or she'll do something she'll drive it's just like we're learning a little bit more how to coexist together yeah and i think that's that's such a good point like figuring out what what each other is is like good at or doesn't mind doing even we were talking last night like you go do you like doing laundry and i was like actually do but i hate doing the dishes like literally hate doing the dishes everyone who's lived with me knows this about me i hate doing the dishes more than anything but jack is very patient and we'll do the dishes so we're like when we live together you can do the dishes i'll do the laundry deal for all the listeners out there i am obsessed with <laughs> i knew you were gonna say this this over the sink drying rack 
for dishes. I've seen them everywhere online. It's if you so ugly. have one or have experienced one or know of one and you have a review or recommendation, only if it's positive, say it. <laughs> you can say if it's negative, but please DM Paige or uh, It's Hard Podcast. So give us, help endorse me, help me get it. Yeah. You'll see. You'll see. I would say that the love languages have been helpful though for us to f- help each other feel valued. Like you're for sure a physical touch person. And so I try my best, like I'm not as much physical touch person. And so like I try my best to do that for you. And then I'm more like words of affirmation and things like that. Acts of service. That stuff is nice for me. And you're so good at that. I feel like you're so good at acts of service. And that's one for you too. Yeah. Love language is key. So if you haven't done the five love languages, do it. Yep. How do you deal with jealous feelings if they happen? Oh, that's a good one. I honestly don't know if I've ever had that with you. You become more competitive. What do you mean? Quirkle. <laughs> no oh. card games and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think in the relationship, we used to be a little bit more competitive in conversation. Where like who Jealous, was, honey, not competitive. I think competitive, competitive and jealous is the same thing a little bit. I think in this question, they're talking about like jealousy potentially with like other people, like other people on the outside. If there's like a threat or something or like if you're jealous. Okay, so we're very good with like, oh, I think phones. Like, there's no, there's no weird issues with phones or anything. No, I've had a couple searches in my Instagram before. Pages just asked me right on the spot, like, what's going on here? Yep, we've talked about it. Like in regards to text, I don't really communicate with a lot of other women, so that's that. Never have checked your phone or felt the need to check your phone. Never yeah, has think, ever crossed my mind. I think we haven't had any weird feelings with our communication or stuff no. like that. And like we know each other's like passcodes and stuff, but I never like I would go on your phone for like music or whatever. But like it's it never crosses my mind that I need to like look into what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that we both understand too that we're both hot commodities <laughs> and... <laughs> If the other person were to do something stupid and jeopardize that, then it's extremely their loss. Exactly. We're on the same page with that. I feel like we're very secure in our own selves that we don't feel like the need to be nervous about that. Yeah. I've never felt jealous or threatened. I mean, that's also, I think, a credit to how we make each other feel, though, too. Like, we always make each other feel loved and cared for and heard and like we're you know each other's only person and i think that's just what sets us apart for that i guess yeah i mean also you know we've only dated during quarantine i was so, gonna bring this up too yeah i mean we've never really had we've gone a couple of times out to cowboy jacks and other places too yeah but that was like in the beginning of our relationship really but like we even had times where it's like we're going out to the bars all the time and you know it's just gonna be a different experience I know, but how much of that are we actually going to be doing? I don't know. We're old now. Yeah, I think like society's changed a little bit. You don't want to go lick the Cowboy Jacks floor? Lick it? Do people do that? (laughs) What? I'm just kidding. (sighs) We need to go check out First Draft, though. Yeah, we do. Date Night Podcast. No, I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Elle Westfall asked when the wedding is. What? L Westfall asked when the wedding is. When's oh, there's the there's gonna be one of those? <laughs> I think it's gonna be for a while. Uh not like 
five, ten years, but we have a little bit of 16 time. Sixteen years. <laughs> Sixteen. Uh, Wouldn't be a sixty-five when we get married. Oh no, absolutely not. Uh, first, there has to be an engagement, <laughs> and that's coming down the road. Uh, and then there becomes one. But you know what? We're both trying to figure things out, like get ourselves be adults, uh, like solid adults, and. Not, I think we're, we're not get- soft adults, just solid adults. <laughs> no, <laughs> solid adults. <laughs> Paige went to look for rings the other night, so she sent me pictures. We're there. We're, it's going to happen eventually. We're not in a crazy rush, though. Rings are expensive, you guys, especially when you want to get what you want. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. Jack's like shit. <laughs> yeah. But I found what I want. I was simple. Just, Yeah yeah extremely simple but then you realize that you have to then freaking plan a wedding and like that sounds like so much work right now but we're very lucky that we even have to worry about that or that we get to do that so i feel very blessed yeah it's all good things it is but yeah we got time we're young Mm -hmm. um how do you handle your hard conversations it's usually us close talking i we have had many issues with having conversations or being able to effectively communicate over FaceTime, mm-hmm. especially when we're close to each other. So we're leaning towards more now having tough conversations or if we have issues with each other or things that we need to talk about, we need to do it in person. Yeah. So we're, we're, we've been working towards that, which is good. But if we're having a tough conversation, it's usually like we'll find a spot with both of us uh, and then we'll kind of sit next to each other. Mm-hmm. Usually like I like to be touching or like, like at least our like feet are touching our, our like legs are like sitting next to each other and stuff. But we'll have to go through it. And a lot of it starts with like the story in my head is. Mm-hmm. Never blaming the other person saying you're doing this. It's more like this is how I feel. Which has been so pivotal since you started bringing that into our relationship. You want to talk a little bit about that? I think you would do all decent amount but yeah i mean that's the Brene brown stuff of just making sure that the other person doesn't feel as if they're the reason necessarily that you are feeling that way because you're 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 in control and you are the owner of your own emotions and that you are in control of your feelings and so you should never make another person feel as if they did something to you that made that emotion happen um, because ultimately it was you that made that emotion happen however it's okay to communicate with somebody and say this is how I'm feeling and then allow them to say, oh, I didn't want to make you feel that way. And sometimes maybe they did want to make you feel that way. And then there's an issue. But 99.9% of the time, I would say 100% of the time, you never want to make me feel sad. Never do you want to make me feel upset. And so then you're able to, and I know that about you because I know your heart. And so like, you're able to come back and be like, I did not mean that. And I'm really sorry. And then it's, it just causes this really clear communication. I would say the other big thing when it comes to hard conversations is we never raise our voice. No. So Paige just talked about it before, but she has panic attacks once in a while here and there. I was never exposed to it. I, I've been able to learn a lot more about it, how you're supposed to act. You're not supposed to solve the problem. I'm not there to fix the problem, which is something I have issues with, but I've gotten better at. Uh, but raising the voice, I don't think that's ever helped anything. No. Besides- it just shuts people. I mean, for me, it shuts. Whoa. Did you hear that? Yeah. Sorry. Um, it just shuts me down. Like, I mean, I've had traumas in the past that that are the reason I can't do that. But 
it's you're not hearing each other you're just you're speaking over each other and i think that's the biggest thing with jack and i is that we try to always hear each other it's like look each other in the eyes jack you know likes to touch to know like we're here for each other we're together in this and like always coming at it from a team approach where this is us against the problem rather than you against me yeah like we are in this together and we are we've said since day one like we're a team we're a team even when we're just like talking we're like you're my teammate you know and i think going at life in that way like nothing can really fully break you down because you're not saying it's against it's you against me that's i think where a lot of demise in relationships happen is because they're battling against one another rather than like let's come together and figure out how to work together and then we'll go at the world together yeah Um, we got a couple compliments if you want to hear our compliments. No, I don't want any. Okay. <laughs> How do you know? Navig- I do appreciate the kind words and I'll look at them later with Paige. Yeah. The and kind th- words are very nice. Yes. Thank you for those who people who said those. Um, Jordan. Oh, I probably, I don't need to say names, I guess. But, um, this person asked, how do you navigate past traumas in relationships? I would like to talk about this one first. Okay. You can talk about this one first. Uh, Paige has had traumas in her past. I've been lucky enough to not have as many. Uh, the big thing for me was her being willing to share about the, a little bit of those. I don't need to know everything. I don't think anyone needs to know everything about anyone's life. You just need to have trust with people. But it's important to help educate the other person how to best help you out mm-hmm. or not help you out. Like where do you need where do you need like your alone time? Where do you need to be able to process this? But also you need to make sure too if like they need to be encouraged Paige has recently gone back to therapy mm-hmm. which has been great because mm-hmm. she needs to talk about things people need to process things however mm-hmm. you do it mm-hmm. and i have zero experience i can't sit here and like try to help you do with traumas because like where's my experience from i mean we all have traumas but it's just that you know yours aren't as prevalent maybe right now or you haven't uncovered them to the point where they impact mine are in relationship. And so that's why they come up in our relationship. And yes, like I think everything you said is, is spot on, but the biggest thing I've learned in therapy is the fact, like Jack said, I don't tell Jack everything about my past traumas because it's not necessary and it's almost just too much information and I need to work through them on my own um, in different practices. And that's the stuff where it's like, I have my own shit and I got to work through it and he can't fix and help that for me all the time. Now there's certain things I have to tell you because it impacts our relationship in many different ways. And so I have to say, Hey, this is what I'm working through right now. And then share a couple of the things with you. But like me opening that wound and sharing all that with you is not necessary because it could almost just be harmful in the end. The dog knocked your water over. Yeah, I think we, we, we are finding grace with that in, in equilibrium. Uh, and it's going to be an ongoing thing. But people have trauma. I, I have trauma. We've talked about it a little bit with regarding back to college. But mm-hmm. There, it, you just have to consistently keep working at it. Yeah. When you become just so, like, possessed with yourself and it becomes your own battle 
and you're not even saying like a little baby thing. Like you don't need to tell me what's going on, but you just need to tell me that there's something going on. Exactly. Like, like you have to be open about it at some capacity with your partner. Yeah, I'm 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 cold right now. I'm not giving you as much as I should be, or I'm not giving you much right now. It's not because of you. Because yeah. It's because I'm trying to figure something out right now. I have exactly. something else that I'm I'm working on, and I'll be like, okay, do you figure it out? Yep. Like the have making sure that that other person knows. Leo's trying to climb up on the chair with me, making sure that that other person knows that it's not their fault. Because I think with trauma, it can be so, I'm sorry, you guys, the dog is literally sitting in the most, he has to be right here. He's right here in case anyone needs to know. But like the other person needs to know that this is not their fault. This is not their burden to carry. Because I think so often when we don't deal with trauma, what ends up happening is it shows up in different ways. And then it impacts the relationship in a negative way because that person feels like they did something wrong. Whereas it's just a past trauma that this person has to deal with. Leo just planted himself on your lap in a very interesting way. Should take a picture. Uh, yeah, but that's good. Picture well. Paige actually and I just recently became the harbors. No, that's the wrong word. It sounds like we're kidnappers. We <laughs> became the legal guardians of Leo. We did. And he is a dog. And you know what we did? He is a dog. He is a dog. <laughs> we went and we got one of those DNA kits. And we're going to figure out what kind of breed he is because he's a mix. And he's got some lazy eyes like a St. Bernard. He's got some beautiful brindle like a boxer. And it's just going to be fun to figure that out. So we, place your bets now. Yeah. Who do you think it or what do you think he is? Yes, I think that's what we're going to have to talk uh, through a story about. Is like picture Leo. What are your bets? Okay, yeah. we got another question. Sorry. Yeah, the next ones. Okay, I'm going to do one more serious one which I think kind of ties into what we were doing. And then I'll rapid fire these funny ones from your brother and your roommate. Oh God. Um, the last like serious one is how do you hold space for each other's mental health? Patience. Yeah. How often do we use that word? Patience all yeah. the time. We both need to have a little bit more of it. And we, it's an ongoing process. I would say with mental health, I mean, just being aware of it though. I mean, this is another thing with trauma where it's like pretending like it doesn't exist is never going to help. Like having open conversations about it and literally holding space for it, like saying it's okay that you feel anxious today and it's okay that you're feeling a little down and it's okay that you have panic attacks. Like you're so good at reminding me that like, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. Absolutely not. And that I think is such a powerful thing that and why I love Jack so much is like he never wants me to feel like something is wrong with me. He just wants to, you know, help in any way he can and make sure I can feel better. But like he also encourages me to, wow, I love when you put your foot in my face. All right, keep going, sorry. <laughs> but like he encourages me to like move through those feelings. Yeah, you can't just let me stay in. Uh, you do a great job of tackling problems you have because you are an in-the-moment person. Uh, for me, what was that? Patience for mental health? 
I mean, I get in the downfalls once in a while where I really just want to be by myself mm-hmm. and internalize. And I get kind of lonely. And like when I do that, being alone doesn't really help you either. So I get I get a little bit quiet and I get a little bit distant, which is not really helpful for Paige because then she thinks it's something I do. I don't, I don't care about her, which is not which is not true. But that's I mean, I shouldn't be doing that by myself or like mm-hmm. doing that. It's not healthy for my positive growth either but i think that we're working on also there's the the digital communication anytime you're on the Mm -hmm. phone text or facetime like i get really that's tough for me because i'm a really interactive person i like to have hands i like to be moving my face i like to smile i like to see the other eyes of people and when i when when it's not like a a great conversation on there it's just like it kind of bums me out so it's going to be nice when we live together together but i agree yeah Okay, you ready for rapid fire? Yeah. Could you and Jack live in Alaska for six months without internet or cell phone service? I could. Paige couldn't. I think I could. It's bull. Why? Because of my podcast? Yeah. You love your podcast too much. That's true. But I would love to disconnect for for at least two weeks and go hiking and stuff. You're not going to get the food you want. It's Alaska. I mean... You you like quality. I could food. do Alaska in the summer when it's sunshine like all day, literally all day. Like it doesn't, the sun does not set. Did you know that? This goes back to me being realistic and Paige being unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. Who's better looking? <laughs> Paige is absolutely better looking. No, She's I think She's a freaking Jack queen. Is. I think Jack is. When are the babies coming? Nope, not for 16 years. I mean, we can't be productive if we have babies, so. That's true. I'm too busy and I have, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I have a nephew. He's good enough. When is the wedding? We already answered that. Um, how did you manage to tie down the sexiest man alive? <laughs> <laughs> you know, persistence is key. Persistence is key. That's how. That was definitely Kendall. It was, Yeah. Thank you, Kendall. Does Jack fart in his sleep? I actually have no idea. You fart in the morning, though. And every time you fart, it sounds like you're squeezing it out. I don't fart. It doesn't sound like it comfortably releases. It's like... No, no, no. It's like... That's literally what your farts sound like. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the case. Who has weirder tendencies? Jack, 100%. Yeah, Paige is very interesting and very special, but she's also a little bit boring, too. <laughs> My dad goes, what did he say? I think it was this morning or, yeah, this morning, I think. He goes, I came downstairs and I was like, where'd Jack go? He's like, honestly, I have no idea. Where did he take Leo? I was like, oh, I think they went for a run. He's like, yeah. He goes, kid's kind of weird and i was like i was like yeah he goes but i understand why you like him because you're kind of weird too <laughs> you are weird <laughs> i know um well dearest that's all of our questions that's all yeah how do you feel i feel good you're a great host i feel comfortable thanks yeah i think we kept it under an hour which also jack is literally just like looked like he his whole life just we did it we did it all it's hard fandom we did a short podcast I'm kidding <laughs> sorry 
when I first, when Jack first started listening to my podcast, he's like, "These are so long." My boss, uh, Sunny, right now, just get, just drops the best in little nuggets here and there. But he's like, he's like, if you're listening to a podcast, he's like, I always listen to mine like one and a half times the speed or two times the speed. Oh. And I was like, oh my god, I can listen to Paige podcast now. <laughs> It'll take us less time, which is great. Perfect. I love it. Whatever you got to do, honey. To support. <laughs> Which I do. I You're amazing. You've had great conversations. I know you've helped other people. Uh, and this journey has been awesome. And I'm really excited to follow it going forward. You should see how jazzed she is after every time she has a conversation. She's like, this is the best podcast yet. Uh, this person was so great. We're going to be best friends. And then she talks about like, the conversations she had. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is going to this is gonna be so good. It's so good material. I learned so much. And I hope other people learn from it. And I'm like... It's incredible how enthusiastic and positive you are about these. And it should show by now. Like you've done over 35 interviews. You're not going to burn out. You keep going. Obviously, you question yourself and you have moments of weakness here and there. Like, is this really worth it? And that's just, mm-hmm. I think that's natural. But mm-hmm. it's really cool that you're doing this for free and you're creating content, medium that people can connect with and hopefully better their lives. I'm speechless. Thank you. That was so nice. I wasn't even planning on that. I don't know. It just came out. <laughs> he just spit fire. <laughs> Can you hear Leo snoring through the microphone? Yeah, this is crazy right now. I'm looking across the page. Our eye contact is fierce, but <laughs> he is laying on her lap, head over the armchair, and just. And he's not a small dog. Like, he's like 40 pounds, but he's like a lab size. Yeah, but he's got those eyes that roll back when he like sleeps. Yeah. So it looks like he's he's overindulged in something. Uh, it's a very beautiful sight that I have in front of me. My dad says he looks like he's high all the time. Yeah. That's what Jack means by overindulged. It's a very nice way for him to say that. Yeah. All right, honey. I got an appointment, so we got to go. But I love you. I love you. Thank you for being on the podcast. First ever time. You did so well. They're going to want you back. Mm-hmm. okay bye bye everyone thanks for listening that was so fun i'm like do we need jack to be my co-host forever that was amazing thank you so much for listening and joining in today i'm so grateful that you're here like i said before write a written review on apple Podcasts if you enjoy listening to it's hard helpful for us to grow also share this episode on social media with your friends um just get the word out there i'd love to see that and i'd love to see you guys listening it's it's really comforting for me to remember that this is why i do this so do that follow it's hard podcast on instagram and this episode all episodes all intro and outro music is edited and created by sather audio my favorite person ever I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week.